The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's not another Buffalo podcast with John. And uh, we're all in a lot better mood this week, so I, I'd expect the over-under to be much lower than 19 bleeps. Brando. Um, my sister was saying that when Pat was giving the hero of the drought and he stumbled and said Ryan Fitzpatrick and started dropping all the F-words, she was playing the uh, the show at her job in the hospital and everybody was cracking up. The nurses were dying left. And Pat. Crazy thing about this player is he is a very fertile man. Okay? So one record that he has, he is in second place for, um, you know, having a ton of children. Um, Ryan Fitz, oh, Jesus f***ing Christ. Such a good moment. That's so it. funny still. Like, that's so funny. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Pat and Brando. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and insult us at NotBuffPodcast. This is the Buffalo Rumbling Show. Guys, happy to be here. Sorry it's so late. Um, obviously, this is going to be coming out very early in the morning, but um, thanks for staying up with me. I was a little bit busy, so I pushed Woo! the episode back. Uh, so if anything gets uh, a little tired or punchy, you guys can uh, you can yeah. blame it on me. Hey, so. we're an hour and 44 minutes past my bedtime. I don't know about you, Pat, but we're, we're still cooking. Yeah. I'm energized. Late got, night edition, my, anything goes. I got the, the naked smoothie. Ooh, that's Past John Anna. 10.30 p.m., you know, that's, that is pizzazz. <laughs> that's a teacher right there getting pizzazzed <laughs> about a naked smoothie after 10 p.m. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so Brandon, you said you had some trivia for us? Oh, yes, I do. I totally forgot. I said it five seconds ago. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I saw this on Twitter from uh, Curtis Patrick. Uh, since 2018, so there's four seasons of gameplays. There are five players that have rushed for six or more touchdowns in each season. Can you name all five players? Rushed for six or more touchdowns. Only five in the NFL. Only five players have rushed for six touchdowns since in each season since 2018. Well, I know so who from one 2018 of them is. to 2021, that's four seasons. Only five players have rushed for six or more touchdowns. Well, I know really? that one of them is the um, record holder tied with Cam Newton's um, 
for most rushing touchdowns through 50 starts. So I got to think that Joshy P is on that list. Joshua um, Patrick Allen. Yes, he is. I wait, is this, he, just, is this just quarterbacks? No, no, no all he's the only players, quarterback. Okay. Actually. Yeah, I'm thinking Derrick nice. Henry's got to be on the list too. Derrick Henry's on the list. Pat is two for two. I would have to think Alvin Kamara is on the list just nope. solely because he rushed for six in one game. But oh, apparently yeah, not. I forgot about that. No, he's not on the list. Oh, dude, let me think here. Yeah, I was going to say he probably received for a lot of those TDs too also. I don't know. I feel like Christian McCaffrey is probably the same story where he um, didn't reach it every single yeah. time. And is um, less talented yeah, and than I believe his dad. He got drafted in 2019, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's less talented than his dad. This again, every time. We're just going to call this the Christian McCaffrey hate podcast. With we Pat. rotate between Cam and Christian. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's hilarious. Okay. So Derek Henry, Josh Allen. Um, and you yeah, said yeah. Lamar's Three not left. on this list. Correct. Yeah, I was going to say only one QB he said, right? Joe Mixon? Nope. Hmm. How many do we have left? Three? Three. So we have Derek and Josh. L- Leonard Fournette? No, he was out of the league for half this time, right? Rushed for six or more touchdowns. It's probably someone on a trash team that we're forgetting about. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I don't know if I can give you any Josh Jacobs. No, this is only Austin Ackler. No, mm, no. How many, how many years does this go back? 2018, 2019, 2020 and 2021. Okay. So it's, so it's backs that have been in the league for a second. I would consider these big name running backs, big namers. Well, I know it's not Jonathan Taylor because he hasn't been in the league four years. Correct. Um, uh, and it's not Damian Harris because he also has not been in the league four years. Correct. Um, right. And those, those Patriots backs rotate anyway. Yep. Is it like maybe Sony Michelle? Nope. You and Sony Michelle, bro. I love Sony. <laughs> Sony Michelle and James White, when they were on the Patriots together, I was like, I like these guys. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've never heard. I've never heard good things said about Patriots players like that before. I, very so. nifty dudes. Um, nifty. Nifty. Oh, sh- uh, I can't even give you any more hints. There, Let me think. Gotta, I got it. Gotta I got it, Brandon. These. Don't say anymore. Don't say anymore. Don't say anything. Is it James Conner, one of them? No. Oh, actually, that was kind of my next guess. That was a good guess. That was a good guess. Is Nick Chubb one of them? Yes. Okay. Good job. Nick Chubb. Um, Two remaining. Kareem Hunt isn't one of the other ones. No, right? Kareem Hunt was nope. Kareem Hunt was in jail for a couple of those years. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot about that. No, you're good. Um, I'm just trying to go through division by division. Um, one AFC and one NFC. Is Delvin Cook one of them? No. Delvin would make no, he sense. He hasn't he hasn't has he been around for four yeah, years? He's been, he's been, he's been four years. maybe one more AFC player. I'm thinking it's gotta be in the AFC South, which is like a a cluster bang of bad teams that I forget even exist. Um, either that or the NFC South. Wrong for both of those. So it's an NFC West player. Yes. Oh, Currently. And it's not, it's not James Conner. Don't tell me. Let me think here. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> NFC West, I'm going through all these different crap I didn't shoots. say NFC West. Yeah, you did. No, you said AFC West. No, I said NFC West. That's what yeah, I was thinking. Like 49ers, NFC. Rams. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Well, it it's, is AFC not, West? it's not NFC West. But it's oh, AFC geez. West, apparently. Gosh. 
So <laughs> AFC West, there's no one on the Chiefs because Clyde Edwards Elair has only been in the league for like two years or three years, maybe. Um it's not, it's not Josh Jacobs, so it's not the Raiders. Denver running backs, no. Peyton, no, nah, it can't be. What's the, what's the, one of the guys, Peyton Lindsley or whatever? Uh, not it, Peyton Lindsley. Uh, you're thinking you're combining two players. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something Lindsley. Are, are Patrick we Lindsley. Warm or are we are we going down it's a rabbit so hole? So funny, man. I just keep going. <laughs> keep going. We gotta keep going. We gotta keep going, John. Philip um, Lindsley or something like that. Yeah, Philip Lindsley. I think is his name. Is it Philip Lindsley oh, that's yeah, on this no, list? No, no, it's not, no, it's not that guy. This player, this player, and it's not Austin Eckler was in his first year in this comp in the for this team this season. So he changed teams. It's not like Latavis Murray or something like that. This would have been his second season because running backs usually don't get dealt like that. He's played for two teams, but he's in the AFC West right now. He's played for three teams in the NFL, started much. Is it Melvin Gordon? Yes. Okay. Melvin Gordon, which is like, I only ever hear his name. I don't stay up late enough to really watch any of the Los Angeles games. No, so you would have seen him on the, on the, what is he on the yeah, Broncos now? Broncos. And then Chargers before. Okay. So Melvin Gordon LA is off the list. Start at 4 p.m., bro. <laughs> You're not staying up uh, late enough. <laughs> you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> International man of mystery over here, Pack Cab. After the bills are done, you don't know what I'm it's doing. It's not like watching the Sabres after dark out west no, or NBA I, I games know. on the on the West Coast. Or it's not like watching the Seattle Mariners play at twelve thirty at night. Um Right. Right. Okay. All right. So now then, we got one more. One more NFC. And NFC. You, NFC. And you're gonna NFC. be kicking okay. yourself. NFC, can you give me a division? No, I can't even give you that, man. I'll give it away. Okay, okay. Well, I'm thinking the North right now. It's probably Aaron Aaron Jones. It's not. No, Dude, he, he makes so much money for that long, has he? Yeah, running backs are a waste of money, if you guys. If you ask Brando's bets. Um, no, that, yeah. <laughs> so it's not. It's not Aaron Jones. And it's not Delvin Cook either. We crossed him off. Which is like we're thinking running backs NFC North has to be the, I, the case. When I read this trivia, I thought you guys would get this one first. This player, at least Your six touchdowns. Oh, Zeke Elliott. Yeah, my yeah, dad would be my, my dad would be upset. Right now, man. He'd be Come screaming on. at the yeah, he's screaming at the it, when this comes out, he'll be screaming at the podcast. <laughs> um Yeah. I'll give him credit. Five. Zeke, he, he had a thousand yard rushing season this year. It only took him about seventeen games to do it, but he you know, he had a good year. He gets a lot of goal line carries. So. He does. Yeah. Thick, thick boy. I'll make sure to cut some of that out so we sound like we weren't stupid for so long. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, well, f- Zeke, dude, I wasn't thinking that he'd have six rush. I mean, I guess it's kind of like Zeke and like Melvin Gordon. You forget that they exist because like your mind gets so centered on AFC East and like, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, AFC action in general. Yeah. Like the Broncos are bad. So I haven't thought about the Broncos in so long. And like Melvin Gordon was my fantasy running back this year. That's how I knew. Well, he was like my fifth fantasy running back because they all got hurt. So he was Derrick right. Henry's backup for me. But So yeah. can you run so down the job list on the again? Trivia. Yeah, we got... Uh, Josh Allen, the only quarterback on that list. Derrick Henry, Zeke Elliott, Melvin Gordon, Nick Chubb. Nice. Well, now that we took so long to guess that, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna really uh, really hurry up and hop into our main topic. So, Brandon, you wanna you wanna tell us what we're talking about? Yeah, today? and I will say I'm I'm hoping that the Sabres hero of the drought goes better than that because I think it should. <laughs> <laughs> no promises. <laughs> I have good clues for that one too. Anyways, um, so Pat. And John, right? We have had this band together 
you know, for two or three years here with the Bills and you two, you know, make music together for a lifetime. So uh, we are looking at this team Hardly. and we want to keep we want to <laughs> keep the band together. All right. The band is playing good music. You can check them out on Spotify, uh, Cap and Co. Uh, <laughs> so we're looking at the free agents that we might be losing this year. All right. So there's a long list. This might be the first time that we've seen in this regime players be major cap casualties. Because we kept Matt Milano last year. Uh, we were able to keep Trey White. We were able to sign Josh. We, we got Diggs. We got Cole. Where we made moves on the free agency for the offensive line. Um, and now we're looking at a cap crunch here. So I want to know, Pat, of this year's list of free agents, who uh, are you looking to keep? Give me three players that you look All right, to keep. So we're, we're looking for some players to keep, okay? We're not looking for uh, Warren Haynes stepping in for the deceased um, Dwayne Allman or, you know, Dave Gilmore stepping in for his homie Sid Barrett. We're looking to keep these guys in the band. All right, correct. So number hey, one on Pat, my list. Pat, before you get going, Brandon, do you want to just read off the list of undraft yeah. or uh, unrestricted free agents, UFAs uh, for the Bills? Just read it down real quick. Oofas. Ready? Oofas. <laughs> 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 Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, Vernon Butler, Emmanuel Sanders, Mitchell Trubisky, Ike Bucker, Levi Wallace, Taiwan Jones, F.A. Obata, Isaiah McKenzie, Matt Breida, Bobby Hart, Jake Kumaro, Brian Cox Jr., Harrison Phillips, Justin Zimmer, and Ryan Bates. All right, Pat, go ahead. Sorry. All right, so at the top of this list, um, going with the little fella from the University of Georgia. You know, this guy is in a situation kind of like I was in where, you know, you're with somebody and there's, there's attraction and that person is beautiful. And you know, you feel like you're, you're doing the best you can to value them, but they, they might want something a little bit bigger and, and brighter. And, um, Pat, there is nothing bigger and nothing brighter than you, buddy. So yeah, but Rochester, New York is that. not very big or bright. So anyways, <laughs> um, with that spirit in mind, if, uh, Isaiah McKenzie, if you want to walk dog, like you, you got it, flaunt it, make that money if you want. You know, we'll be here. Just, just remember we're here. You know, if it doesn't work out, just remember who, uh, just remember who, you, you know, helped you get there to that place. But I would like to see him back. Number one. Um, number two, sorry, I got a little close to the mic there. Number two is someone that, <laughs> um, you know, and I was talking to John about this policy and this is what I honestly think this is bull the way that this player has been handled his entire career. Um, is Mr. Levi Wallace. Because I'll tell you what, man, how does this guy come on to the team four years in a row and they're like, you have to earn your spot every year? <laughs> you know, we used to have a high school football coach that was like that. And he'd always say that to, there were about four kids that could take a dump on the field, punch him in the face, and smoke a cigarette at halftime, and they still would not have any of that stuff held over their head. But for some reason, Mr. Levi Wallace, who's succeeded at every level of his career when people told him he wouldn't, um, you know, it's just, you're telling me Sean McDermott, it, which never happened. You're saying, oh, Dane Jackson might start over him. I mean, at this point, if I'm Levi Wallace, I don't want to come back to the Buffalo Bills. I'm like, I'm not being valued. I know I'm the sh and they're not valuing me. But if I were Brandon Bean, I would love to see Levi Wallace back in a Bills uniform because I mean, that cornerback two spot, I mean, I guess we did find that we do have some depth, um, you know, down the stretch, but that's, well, why that's we one find of those that things. Out? Why would we find it out? Cause Trey right? was here. Yeah. Like it got tested. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I like Pat, I agree with you. Like to some extent, I think that Levi Wallace is one of those people who he's like, I mean, that's, that's the reality of the NFL. If your talent level is elite, like, of course you're going to have a starting job because in any competition, you're just going to win. I mean, I'm, I, I know a little bit of what Sean says is just kind of like a, uh, it's kind of cliche, you know, 
But the reality is in the NFL, every single starting spot is up for grabs at below a certain level. Like Josh Allen's starting spot is not up for grabs, you know, until he loses. Until it, he fumbles basically. a bunch. No, that, that we're not speaking that into existence, boys. <laughs> right. But right. But I mean, honestly, like I think that that's also on the flip side of that. That's what makes Levi Wallace so great is because he has earned it every single time. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I hope that I would love to see Levi Wallace back, but based on his, uh, based on his salary predictions, um, and who knows, maybe he's like, maybe he's like Isaiah McKenzie and he's like, I would have, I would have come back to the bills if they were paying me in candy. So he knows the system. He's definitely a good, uh, a great piece to have. And I mean, we saw how valuable he was with, uh, Trey white out, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see what the Bills do in the draft as well. I think that could have some impact on it. But if they are, if he is going to get ten million dollars a year, I don't know if the Bills are gonna yeah. are gonna foot the bill. And for I mean, that. he deserves it. If you're the number two cornerback on on paper, the best. Uh, I had to, I had to help, head tilt and sarcastically say that. But um, if you are <laughs> on paper the number two cornerback on the best uh, defense in the NFL, I mean, you go for it. You get your money. And um, yeah. the third player on my list. This a little bit contrary to what some people might want. It is um, one of the large white defensive linemen, um, but not the one from Stanford University. I'm talking uh, about the Harris. one from Ferris State. U. Ike? No, not not Ike Bucker. Uh, Ike is on offense, <laughs> dog. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, those guys, those offenses. I, I would. <laughs> no, it is late. I would like to see like it, it, Ryan Ryan Bates or Ike Bucker come back, but those guys can ask for a lot of money too because they've had some good seasons so far. Um, but that being said, I mean, one player that I'm pretty sure would come back if like, and I think Johnny and I are just sentimental to this player because we think of the Cam Newton game and like, it just makes us really just like smile. And, you know, he was facing injury, but at one point he had ran at like 19 and a half miles per hour at one stretch during the season in pursuit. And I think Justin Zimmer, especially big boy. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be losing a lot of guys, whether we like it or not. I mean, Mario Addison's probably not going to come back. If Jerry Hughes comes back, it's just because he doesn't want to be on the wall of fame yet. And like, I mean, I, I don't think Quentin Jefferson <laughs> has deserved to come back. I mean, FA Obata is good, but like realistically, if we wanted to spend the least amount of money and keep one player on the defensive line that could play the most snaps, in my opinion. Yeah. By the way, Quentin Jefferson was, wasn't on the team this year. Who is it? Oh, Vernon Butler. I'm sorry. Vernon yes. Butler. Yeah. Yeah. Very Another underperforming confused. defensive lineman. Yes. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to say any blockbusters because I, I just, I don't know about Ryan Bates or Ike Bucker. And like, obviously you want the guys that are protecting Josh to, you know, be able to stay, but like we paid John Feliciano and he couldn't stay on the field. And like Quentin Spain was gone very shortly yeah. after being paid. And so was in Secchi and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Right, well, you, I'll, I'll give you my my three, and then uh, Brandon, you can finish this off. My number one is actually I don't know if I can put these guys in any order, but Harry Doesn't Phillips is is definitely one of the guys that I think will sign a a fairly reasonable contract. He's not one of these guys who's going to command so much that the Bills are going to be strapped for cash. Um, obviously, he is not somebody who's going to command a lot in the market because of the injuries and all that stuff. But he has really come into his own recently back half of the season was playing great and really became what they needed him to become and, and pair him with Ed Oliver. If those two can, uh, can really unlock each other going forward, I think we're, we're set up in a, in a good way. And also, I mean, if you, if you, whether it's through the draft or free agency, find an even better, you know, one tech to play ahead of Harrison Phillips, then you're in a really good spot with him at, 
at second in your rotation at that position. So that's my number one. Uh, number two for me is Isaiah McKenzie. I would totally understand if he went out and, and got paid because he definitely deserves it at this point in his career. But this is, this is the man who last year said that he would come back for candy in Buffalo and took a really, really team friendly one year deal. So I would hope that he does that again. I hope that someone else is handling kick return and punt return duty duties. So he can still be the gadget guy in the offense like he was. And he really flashed it at different points this year. And all, you know, all around just a lovable guy that you won't really want to have in Buffalo and really want to see around. I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, the hot ones video that he did with Gabe Davis. Isaiah is just a great guy and, and I'd love to have him back in Buffalo. And obviously he's of a big value to the team. But anyway, my third one is Ryan Bates. I think that he was really the linchpin that solidified the interior offensive line at a point where we needed it this season. He doesn't have a market value prediction listed on sports track. As far as I can see, uh, Brandon, feel free to correct me if you do see that. I mean, what does he make right now? Like less than 3 million bucks. He is half a mil. Yeah. That's so there's no way he's making anywhere close to that. In his next yeah. deal. So anyway, we'll see. Hopefully he can come back on a team friendly deal as well. Um, he's definitely not going to be the most expensive free agent or anything like that to resign, but with a team moving forward, that interior offensive line is definitely a question at, at the least, he could be a great bridge player to give some time to develop a young in interior offensive lineman that maybe you go and get in the third or fourth round of the draft or something like that. So Brian Bates is my third pick there. And this was a hard list because, I mean, there's guys on this list like F.A. Obata that you want to see back. Obviously, would love to see Levi, but that's probably going to be too expensive. I think that there's guys that they will also sign like Taiwan Jones. We'll see if they hand out another special teams contract like they did for Saran Neal. But hey, um, hey, it doesn't have to be, you know, totally realistic. You just pick your three guys that you would want back because there's a, there's ways to manufacture cap space yeah. in the NFL, yeah. whether it's no, bonus sure. money, restructures. There's a lot of ways to I saw what if you were to restructure and give bonus money to all the players that were eligible, you could save about twenty five million in cap space. Uh, the yeah. bills would have. So that's plenty yeah. for a lot of these guys, yeah. but. Also, um, I think it's a really interesting uh, thing about Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes and how their cap space uh, affects it. Um, our good friend Anthony Marino has a really good episode out of BBR about um, Addison and Hughes and some of those other UFAs. And he kind of came to the conclusion that they're that they really have to. There's not a lot of there's not a good chance that they bring both of them back, but there is a chance that they bring one of them back. So. Most fans would say they want Jerry Hughes because he's a fan favorite. And even though Mario Edison had more sacks, you know. Yeah, um, in bunches, but, but though. Hughes, Hughes had a better uh, QB hurry percentage or, or pressure percentage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd rather see Hughes back over Edison. But Brandon, who are, who are your three guys? All right. So you guys said some of them. So I'm just going to give you a couple more details that we missed. So Levi Wallace, obviously, I've batted the drum for him on this show so many times. Um, but it, this man has had two interceptions in 2019, two interceptions in 2020, two interceptions in 2021. His, uh, he had 10 pass defense this year and uh, three touchdowns allowed, which was like all of these next gen stats that he has 
His completion percentage against him, catch rate allowed is 52%. Passer rating allowed is 83. Um, Fantasy points allowed per game, six. So that's that's good. And his rating for all of this stuff is between 30th best corner in the league. And he ranks in the top 25 for some stuff. And he ranks in the top 50 for some stuff. So he slots in as an upper echelon cornerback two in this league, wherever he's going to go. And if you put him on a bum team and they're going to make him and pay him like a cornerback one and Levi has balled out for people that said that they didn't want him for four straight years. And they're going to offer him a four year, $40 million deal with 28 million guaranteed. Then right. uh, I'd probably that deal. We don't be like, take back, it, son. Levi. Like, I, I love you, buddy. I'm going to cheer for you. But if he remember his agent, he said last year, like I will not negotiate with any team except Buffalo. He's like, talk to Buffalo. I'm not going to leave this team. Tell me what I can make that's fair that I can play for. So I am not expecting him to hold us hostage. I expect him to negotiate in good faith. And uh, I would like to have him come back. Um, You guys mentioned a lot on Isaiah McKenzie. Now I like him, but for the money that him and Cole are going to combine to make. I'd rather just cut Cole and let mm-hmm. Isaiah walk and then sign somebody like Jamison Crowder or Juju Smith Stuster or uh, uh, Zach Pascal or uh, any of these other uh, free agent wide receivers because that money could be, you know, Chris Godwin, anybody here that could be replaceable uh, in the Cordero same Patterson. Of, yeah, Cordell not Patterson. a wide but receiver, want, but gadget no, player right, that could, yeah. 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 So, you know, if you get a Jay Crowder and a Cordellas Patterson, are you happy if Isaiah McKenzie walks? You're better. Mm. I think you're a better football team. But you got that memories with that person. You got that emotional connection, dog. And you and roll guess over what? at night and you think about Isaiah McKenzie when he's not there and there's not that lump on your side of the bed and you say, damn, I miss you, Isaiah. Like, can you tell that, that Buffalo, not another Buffalo podcast? Hosts are are grinding through their lives right now. I don't know. <laughs> is that evident? Is that evident? No. I, it's like, I yeah, think... your football team is better, but you're sad. But just <laughs> remember, Pat. Literally. You got to remember. This team is not going to end today. No, There's the gonna, players, Josh, are, the Josh players Allen, are going to be awesome. We're going to have a whole nother segment of our lives where Josh Allen is going to be throwing to another Hall of Fame receiver. Right? He could be throwing to another all pro slot receiver and he could have a whole new offensive line blocking for him five years from now. Josh will be what 29 and he could have a whole new team around him in that amount of time. So we cannot be sad about what was once here, my friend. All right. Because we are going to rise up and be better. All right. So we can be sad, but just be happy that it happened and know that true. Know that your final goal was not accomplished when he was here. So maybe the new people that come in will help you accomplish the final goal that you're trying to get, which is win a Super Bowl, right? So you got to remember that when we're talking about stuff like this, because we're going to have it happen. And, uh, you know, life's like a game. What are you going to do? So go Bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you win or you lose Yo, that was like a pep talk um, of pep talks, yeah. dude. Put that on know. a t-shirt. Life, life is like a game. 
either win or you lose, go Bills. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I love you, Isaiah. I might have yeah. to. I might have to get an Isaiah McKenzie tattoo. My first tattoo. <laughs> he does leave the Buffalo Bills. That's funny. Rip. There you go. Yeah, but I'm gonna go with uh, Harrison Phillips next. I like Harrison Phillips. I I met him a bunch of times. It's my bias is why I'm picking him. I don't want him to leave. I like having people that may or may not recognize. Oh, nice. The guy, the, the guy yeah. who just went on that entire rant was like, okay, now I want this guy back for sentimental reasons. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that's well, funny. you know, he's someone that seems do like he's I on say, the same page as, as Brandon and has similar values. You know, he seems like a good dude, I think. Right. Um, Brandon, are but, you calling yourself a nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year right now? Is that what you're, is that the pedestal uh, no. you're putting yourself on? No. <laughs> I didn't. Pat said that. I didn't say that. You are the Man of the Year, Brandon Abramass. Don't let him tell you otherwise, dog. Walter Payton's uh, rolling over in his grave right now that anyone else was mentioned other than Brandon J. Abramass. But uh, the sweetness it. wants you to win, dude. But anyways. Funny. Well, my oh, final man. guy. All right, so we got Harrison Phillips. I think he's going to be really good on the on the D line there, and I uh, I would love 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 to see uh, Jerry come back one more time. All right, bring him back, give him the victory lap, get him one more Super Bowl run before he goes up on the Wall of Fame. He's going to play forty percent of the snaps, mostly second, and third downs in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, let him be that veteran guy with Von Miller taking turns every other snap. Could you imagine coming Ooh. off your left side, Von Miller and Jerry Hughes splitting snaps 50, 50. They both would be down for that. I think they would be if they're both making 4 million a year for what the I cost of dude, Jerry made 10 and a half last year. He has yeah, 10 but and I'm half saying, million Do you think dollars. Von Miller would come to Buffalo for four and a half million dollars a year? <laughs> Two time Super Bowl champion. Made over 130 million in his lifetime to win a Super Bowl and uh, retire. Yeah, I don't know. know You're gonna see it. You see it happen. JJ Watt took 10 last year, and he was good for the Cardinals, right? So that's the base point, right? Probably, probably 10, <laughs> right? Not five or four, but you know. And then he tore his pack, but that's why you don't do the one-year deals, right? So. Right. But so bring right, well, back. we're gonna we're gonna get a quick break in here. We'll be right back with a uh, a Sabres update and uh, Brandon's Hero of the Drought, which I I hope goes well because you know yes. NABP After Dark has turned out to be a wild adventure. So stick around. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. 
Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's time for the Weekly Sabres Update. So I don't know if it was just the new CDC guidelines that were released or if it's been like this for a little while, but masks are no longer required at Sabres games. Um, But thankfully, the Sabres have been on the leading edge of science and the NHL by integrating natural social distancing policies and limited capacity seating this season, you know, with their average attendance of 12. So this has been your weekly Sabres update. Oh man, it's crazy when you walk in the stadium and you just see six thousand people there. Like they lost ten thousand season ticket holders in one season. Yeah, that's wild. I was gonna say when I was there last, it was like they literally just gave away a bunch of tickets to kids playing on the Pee Wee team across the street <laughs> at the outdoor rink. Hey, but like, kids probably love it though. I mean, <laughs> they don't know any better. No, that's terrible. To say. <laughs> it's but, true. <laughs> it's true though. They don't know any different. They. If you're 11 years old and you're playing peewee hockey, you do not know the Sabres to be anything except literal dumpster fire trash. Like your dog took a dump on somebody's front yard and he just lit it on fire. That's what these kids have been watching. Is it morally right to be encouraging kids to like the Buffalo Sabres? Because you're kind of setting them up for added stress, a lot of, you know... It's uh, uh, you're inducing trauma that is not needed. Listen, right, we've experienced right. 20 yeah. years of sports trauma, but you know, here we are, well rounded. We're quite a mess over here, bro. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who's following like, it right now, we're like the poster childs for uh, <laughs> don't, get your, trauma. don't get your kids into the same person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Brandon, you got well, you got a hero of the Sabres drought for us. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you get the music on. I'll get the music. Yeah, <laughs> I, you got too used to your duties in the draft. Please remove your hats, lift your drink, and shut your trap as we salute this week's standout of the drought. Now, this player, he makes the list due to being a member of the first year of the Sabres drought in 2011-2012. This Buffalo Sabres team was the last Sabres team to post a winning record. They finished 39-32-11 and with 89 points, finishing in the ninth spot, uh, missing out on the playoffs as a nine seed. And at this point, uh, this player had been playing for over eight years. Uh, This player was drafted in 2003. Interesting, he was picked... Oh, I lied. I'm sorry. He was picked 32nd overall, which was in the second round in 2001, which is interesting because there's 32 picks now in the first round in the NHL. Um, He began his career in Rochester, where he lit it up uh, during the lockout. But he scored 20 points in eight games with Rochester, multiple five point performances. And he was recalled to the Sabres in 2006 uh, where he came in in the playoffs and then in the next year uh, scored 15 points in the 06 Stanley Cup playoffs as they advanced to the 
Eastern Conference Finals, but lost the eventual Stanley Cup champion, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, the Sabres signed this player to a six-year, $24 million contract extension uh, in July of 2007. Again, this was the same offseason that Drury and Briere left. So this was another one of these players that was re-signed uh, to try and make sure that the Sabres could field the team in the following year. Uh, during the first season under this new contract, he led the Sabres in points, uh, second in goals, and first in assists. So he really stepped up his game. But this player in 2010-2011 suffered a, a torn quad, missed the whole regular season, came back for Game 7, which was the last playoff game this franchise has played. Game 7 of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals against Philly, which they lost. So he came back for the following season, uh, which was a shortened season with the following lockout uh, where he got traded to the Dallas Stars and has simply flamed out, played for the uh, Edmonton Oilers, Vancouver Canucks, and uh, St. Louis Blues. And he officially hung up his skates a couple years ago, 2020. So uh, without further ado, gentlemen, do either of you have a guess for me? Uh, I have one guess and then I have a second guess who's, I can't remember the name of, so, um, is it a Fenneganoff? No. I was going to say, Max is from a different, he's from Russia, I think, initially. Like, he was a pro in Russia, I want to say. He might have played somewhere else, too. Didn't he come from Florida? He either I also remember I tried to keep these players as players that have played on the drought teams. Because I feel, is it Thomas Vanek? It is not Thomas Vanek. Oh, that was the guy who I couldn't remember the name of. So yes, yes. so Maxim Finneganoff was not never on the teams that uh, we're referencing here from 2011 on. Hmm. I was gonna say I, I figured he went out around the same time as Drury and Breer. Yes, it but. should be around that time also. But also, this player played on both drought a drought team and the playoff team. So he was right. His his career went through that whole span. That's not the little fella, is it? He plays forward. Okay. You're not talking about little chipmunk there, Nathan Gerby, are you? He was never <laughs> that good. No. Some um, ladies in this world say that he's quite a looker. Um, I know a lot of females that have crushes on this player. Is he still like in the Buffalo scene at all? No, not really. Handsome dude, though. Yeah. Now you would think that would make me remember him, but um. <laughs> I'm trying to speak your language, buddy. I'm trying. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy handsome. G or bust. <laughs> handsome hockey. Jimmy G brain. is not playing in the NHL, man. Because oh, then I'm thinking of like all the players that played defense, like Mike Greer and Connolly definitely were not like goal scorers at all. Well, they were not um, on the drought teams either. Once they got. <sighs> God, I'm just like, I'm so bad with names that I have nothing coming to mind. All right. Well, I'll give you one last hint. He wore number nine. His his last name has three letters. Hmm. Can you give us initials? DR. Oh, Derek oh, Roy. Derek Roy. Yes. Yes. Derek Nice. Roy. Okay. Derek. Yeah. Well, <laughs> trivia after uh, dark was, was, <laughs> Kind of a fail. We apologize, Brandon. We're uh, the neurons hey, aren't firing. Yeah, we're not even drinking. Just, uh, <laughs> just short circuiting. 
<laughs> Let me pull up a picture of Derek Roy. Let's see. Let's see. Um, <laughs> judge his handsomeness, Pat. I will judge his handsomeness right now, live on the air. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a little bit. He, he definitely looks like a high school gym teacher, but physical um, educator. Physical um, educator, but he def- definitely the place handsome. Where that happens, but you're also right because he's like very much an average white male. Like I mean, I mean, he's like five eleven, like one eighty. Yeah, I mean he's from <laughs> five nine. He's five nine. Yo, I'm, are you serious? He's from right over the border though, just there in Rockland, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> Derek Roy, good player. All right, boys. Well, uh, I better let you guys get some sleep because you guys gotta yeah, get up yeah, early tomorrow. Sleep. I gotta go sleep. So. Uh, you guys know where to find us on Twitter. Uh, make sure you check us out at Not Buff Podcast and vote in our polls this week. We just had a poll that's still going. I don't know. Actually, by the time of this episode comes out, I commented on it today. Yeah, yeah. I gotta check. I haven't. I haven't looked at it today. But anyway, we'll have a poll out. Um, nope. We actually that poll. Well, actually, yeah, yeah. No. By the time this episode airs, <laughs> we will have a very short period of time before taping the next episode where we draft something so we'll we'll reverse draft something we'll have a poll out so check that out um but yeah all right boys well listen thanks for everyone for listening and uh friend sorry what you're gonna say no these are just the dog days of winter right now but we're almost there guys <laughs> that's a good way to put it that's a good oh, yeah. way. we're almost there so you guys got it i mean it was like 60 degrees and sunny here yeah we hate you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.